starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. You've known them to run their mouths about politics. Politics, politics, schmalitics. Well, little did you know, they can run their mouths about other stuff as well. This is the Mark G Show. They have a natural curiosity about just about everything. From aliens, the paranormal, to the biggest natural disasters that have ever occurred on planet Earth. And everything in between. Two brothers from another mother ripping it up. And, oh no, we don't record the show. We have the balls to do it live. Call into the show at 207-370-5852. That's 207-370-5852. Be a part of the show. Let's do it. This is the Mark G Show. And now your hosts... Mark G and Gary G. What's going on? TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, and Kicked. What is happening, everybody? We are broadcasting live today with my brother Gary, my brother from another mother. We got Zach down there below. Sorry to my wife for blowing your eardrums. That was not my intentions, or was it? Anyways, we got a hell of a topic for y'all tonight. Uh, we're going to start off and say, what's up, Gary? What's happening, my man? How are you? What's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Let's, let's do this. All right. When are you going to get that head shave, man? You know, I thought about it again today, so I think the time will probably probably happen at some point. I mean, God. look, dude, uh, it's so it's, much work. Zach. It's time to it's take the clippers. Just go. So zoom. much work. And then we got Zach down here. Ladies, I know you're all looking for Zach to take off his shirt, but we told him to keep his clothes on during the show. Zach, what is going on? <laughs> oh, man, I'm good. Yeah, covering, but good. Ready to do covering, yeah. You had, a, you had a rough night last night? Wow, a rough day. <laughs> I mean, did, did, you, did you black out, Zach? That's the question. Did you black out? Uh, at the end of the night, I did. So you accomplished. <laughs> so you accomplished your mission. I mean, I wasn't blackout like Sully blackout, but you know, the last thing I remember was being in McFiddle's live, and then I was in bed waking up the next day. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that, that that was a good night then. That was a good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a hell of a topic for y'all tonight. <laughs> but before I get into the topic and let y'all know what it is, I'm going to get a quick disclaimer out of the way here because we are in some social medias that are kind of soft. Um, so with that being said, for YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, LinkedIn, Kick, and TikTok, everything you hear on our show tonight is the opinions of myself, my brother, Zach, or any guests that come on the show. And you do the information as you please, do your own research, and this is for entertainment purposes only. Now that that's out of the way, as y'all know, I'm on TikTok quite a bit. And as I've been browsing TikTok, I'm seeing a lot more videos that are talking about our economy, how people are now working two jobs just to try to survive. And unfortunately, even these two jobs are just not cutting it. They still can't friggin' pay rent. 
or they're having trouble paying rent, they're having trouble getting gas. Our economy is going down the hill. I know I said I was going to try not going fully political within these podcasts, but I can't help it. But uh, ever since this current administration has been in the place, our economy has gone further and further down, worse than it has been in our generation from what I've seen. I've, I've never seen it like this in my lifetime. Gentlemen, words, because I see Gary like, oh, shit, Mark said it there. So, Gary, what you got? Because Gary and I were having this conversation. I had to tell Gary to <laughs> shut up earlier because as I was telling him that what we were talking about here, um, he had his own opinion on it. So, right, we can both agree that when we go to the store, you're spending 10 to 15 times more money now on all your groceries. It costs you about $100 to walk out, like Gary said, with one bag of freaking groceries. It's absolutely insane. People are living on the streets here in America, America, and they got jobs. Some of these people got jobs, they're working, but yet they're still living on the streets because the cost of rent is so high. Now, do we blame the landlords for it? I don't think so because they're still trying to make their money, they, but they got cost of living that's gone up between the fixes of the places, the, the heating of the places. They've got their own cost as well. And plus, the APR mortgages right now, if you were to go buy a place, is out. Fucking rageous. Uh, but yeah, Gary, so I want to get to you because you started this off and you weren't really blaming it on the economy with people talking about the, the cost of everything lately. So I would like to go to you on this one. So when someone's sitting there telling you, you know, I'm having a hard time going grocery shopping, you know, I'm working two jobs. I, I just, I, I can't find it livable with this. What am I supposed to do? Totally, totally. And uh, just for a reference, mortgage rates back in 1981 were 16.64%. But houses were also like $40,000. But there's still a 16% APR for 40 years ago or whatever, just for a point of reference. Okay. So, yes, 7% is really high when you're taking out a loan for a $600,000 house. Totally get it. But right. these aren't the highest APRs that we've ever had. Okay. Um, so, I mean, look, man, people are fucking horrible at managing their money. Let's just be completely, let's just cut the bullshit. Like, if people are making $100,000 a year and they're struggling and they're living beyond their means, they need to learn how to manage their money. Now, if they have kids and they're doing whatever they got to do, they're probably still going out. They're probably still spending money on shit they don't need to spend money on. Like, and I'm coming from a place where I don't have any kids and it's I'm in a different situation, but I see people who make $60,000, they have three kids, they're paying their bills just fine and they're getting along just fine. So... Right. Well, the problem is it's like paying your bills. Paying your bills is one thing, right? We're, 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 we're working to pay our bills. But back in the day, I'm going to say during the last administration, I was able to work, run my business, pay my bills, and go have fun with my family and do stuff with my family. And I've noticed a lot more families within my area that they're finding out that that's all they're doing now is to work to live. Work for your rent, work for your lights, work for your food, but there's yep. no pleasure time whatsoever. They're not able to go out, go camping with their family. They're not able to take their kids to amusement parks because the finances are just not there. Is that money mismanagement or is that 
the cost of living because you have got to you got to live to survive, and that's where a lot of people are seeing it right now. I think it's both, ma'am. I think. I know people who don't make a lot of money and they're doing just fine. And I know people that make a lot of money and they're struggling. I think, look, groceries are too expensive. Gas is pretty fucking expensive. Things are, the inflation is real. I'm not saying it's not real. People are horrible at managing their money. Sorry. <laughs> Zach, what, yeah, Zach, you're very quiet down here. You got a lot of nodding going on. What what is your thought process on this one, Zach? You you're um, a guy with a father of one child, so yeah, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I I always pay my bills two weeks ahead, and I'm fucking I'm good. But like Gary said, other people they don't know how to manage their shit. And also another reason is a word I'm not going to be able to say on live because I don't want to get nannered. A certain a certain individual that's in office. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Hundred percent. I am. I am fully in agreement with that. <laughs> All right. All right. So you're in agreement with that, but what you're saying is, even though that the economy is shit, and people paying four dollars a gallon, and they get one bag of groceries to try to feed their family for a week, is still money mismanagement. <sighs> this is where I'm. This is where I'm trying so, to. This okay, where I'm trying to so relate let's, to you, let's, right? Let's because, think about this real quick. Okay. So people have their Hulu, they have their Amazon, they're buying a shitload of Starbucks. Um, you know, they're they're buying a bunch of shit they don't need. You can buy a bag of coffee and drink, brew your shit at home. Right. You don't need to go out. You don't need Hulu, Disney, Amazon Prime. You don't need all of these things, right? So. When times get tough, Mick Fiddle, Mick Fiddle, I, I Mick Fiddle, hold on one second, Gary. Mick Fiddle, if you disagree with Gary, please, this is why I do a podcast right. like this and open up to a platform because I want people to come in, I want people to debate. That's what makes a podcast. So, Mick Fiddle, if you feel the need to debate, don't leave. Jump in and talk. We can have these debates. That's what I want. I want these debates. For anybody out there listening, if you want to debate, you have your own peace of mind on here, please, please, for the love of God, grab a box, come in and chat with us, okay? Because this is what I want. This is the debate. This is why I wanted to do a podcast like this tonight, because I wanted people to come back at, whether it's coming at me, coming at Gary, coming at Zach, I want y'all to join in and get at this. Let's be honest. You want people to come at me. Oh, you of course I do. I do. I'd love to see it. I mean, come on now. Yes, housing prices have increased 50% in the last four to five years. I 100% agree with you on that, McFiddle. And rentals and sales, yes, um, 100% agree with you. And that is one of the reasons why we do got a lot of people sleeping on the streets today is because of that. Hey, you know what? I live in a three-bedroom. I only pay 905 a month. Well, why is it? Also, I feel like prices for rentals or anything, it just depends on the area that you're fucking in. That, well, it is number one, your area. So, Zach, let's just say, so your you're place right now, what would you say? You're, oh, wait, we got McFiddle coming in. Hold on one second. We're bringing so in McFiddle. My, my buddy, he owns a rental property where he's from, and he was here uh, Friday night with me because he went to the game with me Saturday, and he was like, how many uh, units is in this complex? I'm like, probably about 70 to 80. And he's like, okay. He's like, how many are in each building? And we were sitting outside 
and we were counting all the buildings and all the units. He's like, dude, if if I wanted to buy this pro- property, it'd be about 20 mil. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. So you know who buys them then? People that are foreign investors who are buying the real estate, oftentimes in areas like where I live, South Florida, flipping them into Airbnbs and vacation rentals, removing all of the affordable housing options for the people who live in the city and work in industries such as hospitality, restaurants, hotels, all of the industries that are needed to support uh, an economy that's based on tourism and now have nowhere to live. My rent for a normal three bedroom shack, $3,400 a month, $3,400. That's fucking crazy. That's more than people in that industry make per month. So I, I fully disagree that it's all mismanagement. Fully 100 stop, like 100%, you're wrong. It depends on where you live. That I agree with Gary? I mean, every, anybody can move. Like if shit gets too expensive, I? I, left I? I, I, I left can LA. I left LA. I got a new job I and I left LA. Are you gonna are you gonna take my kids? Are you gonna are you gonna go to court for me and are you with my family about how I'm removing my children from their father? Because then you can tell me what a terrible mother I am by moving my children away from their father. All right. All right so that that's uh, that's what we're looking at. So we're looking at this in different aspects, right? We got a way different aspects. That's why I wanted to do the podcast like this because we do. We have a couple aspects, right? We got Zach, a single father whose daughter lives with him on was every other weekend. No, I get her. Um, so me and her mom's schedule are is it's a little different. Like uh, for instance, I didn't have her this past weekend, but I'll have her tomorrow and Tuesday. Then her mom will have her Wednesday and Thursday. Then I'll have her this upcoming weekend. And the next week it's the opposite. She'll have her Monday, Tuesday. I'll have her Wednesday, Thursday, and then uh, she'll have her next weekend. Okay. So, so it's, then, like, it's like fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Okay. And then you got me, business owner that has five friggin' children, four still underneath my roof. You've got Mick Fiddle. Don't know how many kids she has. I know I have three boys. Three, three boys. Um, I have a side business and I work full time. Um, and we have a fifty. We have joint custody. Right. And then. Gary, which is great because Gary is looking at this in a different realm without he children. He has no children and he only has to support himself. And his wife. But well, yeah, I support my wife. wife. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so, does she work? No, my wife's a cancer survivor. So she's retired. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, we well, got different aspects, which is great because everybody's looking at this and everybody's in different parts of the world. I'm from Maine. Once again, another tourist attraction. Mick Fiddle, Florida. South Florida. South Florida. Tourist attraction. Zach. Ohio, not so much a tourist attraction. Gary, Portland. Nobody wants to go to <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary in Portland, Oregon, which any Republicans trying to avoid. But we're <laughs> yeah, but I relocated from LA because LA was too fucking expensive. too expensive, it was right? Too shitty of a place to live. But when you now when you look at that, right, you talk about relocation. I do want to go on the relocation because she did make a valid point. When you do have separations between parents with children, we've seen it with our father, actually. It's it's hard to do that. It's hard. And I'll tell you, as a child, when, yeah, I lived out there and then got shit back. But being that separation from your other parent when they're in another state is really hard for a child. And it does build resentment, right? Now, I did it. I did it. You did it, but it builds resentment. For a, for who? Who do I resent? You might not resent, but for some child, it does. 
Especially when you live like a certain lifestyle that I've lived with my mother and stuff like that. Dude, I, I'm going to admit that I'm not going to say I had the best freaking childhood. I did not. I Mark, had a pretty shitty fucking childhood. But, and, and then do I wish I had a father figure all my life? Yeah. So you look at different aspects of that. So, but the only reason why I'm trying to say that is if you look at the aspect of being a parent that's separated, that is rough. You don't want to leave your child in another state. You Additionally, the, the job market, like, yes, I could leave, but the industries that I'm going to be hired in um, with what I do, it would be hard to live in a remote area. Okay. I struggle work three jobs. So Vicky says she works three jobs to get bills paid and try to have more to play. And that's one thing, like, you're finding out when I, when you and I were younger, Gary, how much did it cost for you? Actually, mine was probably even cheaper than you. But and I when, manage my money well, Gary. <laughs> Gary, when you, when you were young, when you got your first place, did you, buy, did you get your first place on your own while these two are eating their ice cream together? I did get my first place on my own. Okay, how much was your rent when you first moved out? Like 900 bucks a month. Mark, what's it? Ooh. When I first so, moved to South Florida and got out of the army and my rent for a two bedroom apartment apartment was $865 for a two bedroom apartment, that same apartment would be 2,500 or more right now with not new furnishings. It's not renovated. There's nothing else you're getting. It's not a better property. See, you know, yeah, I mean, the first place I lived in was probably the size of my office right now. It was a single, it wasn't even a single bedroom. It was a studio apartment and it was $800 a month. I think that same place now is going for about two grand Jesus. and it's a box. It's just a box. It's a box. Yeah, a box. we have those too. Yeah. yeah. Was that in California? So, yeah, it was in Southern California. Yeah, and Vicky, I'll agree with you, Vicky. My first apartment, that's why I was trying to go in because we're looking at how the I price has job. inflated, right? Because my my first ever apartment was even cheaper than Vicky's. Mine was $375 a month in a city. $285 in Michigan. When I, when, I, when I lived in the city in Biddeford, my first ever apartment was $375 this, what a city, month. Mark? I, I live in Maine, so it was in the southern Maine area. And it how, was... Like when was that? Like year wise? Oh how dear long? God! My first ever apartment I got when I was seventeen years old. I'm forty three. So I was sixteen in Michigan. My first ever apartment was two hundred and eighty five dollars a month. Jesus. So and, and now you look at it like my children. I, I you know I, I tease them about moving out. Obviously I I don't care how long it takes them because I want them to be able to have a place. But my two oldest I tease them all the time. But I know the reason why they're still here. Because they can't do like what we all did and go get a place on their own for the first time ever. Not with the way the job economy is going. We've been told by our local government that too. jobs are out there. You can get hired anywhere, right? They're telling you jobs are out there. But to be honest with you, they're not. There's a lot of jobs that are available. There, there are, but if you're already in that industry... And you're, you're approved above one of the 800 other applicants on LinkedIn... Right. <laughs> LinkedIn is whatever. Like I've looked on LinkedIn recently and the job description for LinkedIn is complete garbage. But there are, you know, for somebody who's younger, able-bodied and willing to do work, there are plenty of jobs that pay, you know, 80 plus thousand dollars. If they get like, in a trade, a lot of them. 
If they get in a trade, yeah. They, so yes. get into a trade. But what's wrong with a trade? No, I feel like nothing. trades. I think nothing. trades are great. There's nothing wrong trades with a trade. Trades are amazing, and we yeah. have, as a society, have trades demonized trades. So <laughs> learn how to fucking computer program. No, how about you learn how to cut stone? I agree stone? 100% how, with you on this one, right? Gary. That, no, yeah, I agree so with you. Trades have been I can't demonized. Get a word you fucker. Sorry, dude. <laughs> trades have been demonized, and I think that that's bullshit no and i we agree with you, but the thing is here's the problem let's go back what's that that's what check this out what, what are we looking at zach i'm about ready to bitch here i'm i'm fucking certified in welding nice collision repair technology <laughs> but you know uh, what i didn't do shit with it just like my other, just like my college degree i didn't do shit with it <laughs> but here here's the problem with that once again we're going back and this is prior administrations beyond our her current two, the current one in the one past, we have a problem in our schools right now. They're not teaching children trade anymore. They're not pushing trade school anymore. They're not. That's not the That's, only problem with our school system. Oh, hell no. Yeah, was. exactly. There so is so like much this, problems. All of these things system. that we're talking about, like people not having proper We're about to have Michelle jump on screen. <laughs> like to not have better jobs. That's, that is like, a that's, it's a multi-pronged problem, right? It's not just that the economy is in, in a bad spot or that there's inflation. It's like <clears> you're <throat> saying there's a bunch of uh, foreign investors coming in, but it's like the our education system is, has been on the decline for many, many years. Like we're, we're lower in math and science. Our health is lower. Like there's a lot of areas where we're dropping where we used to be <laughs> the top. And if people and schools and parents were doing, were in a position to do a better job and like help develop skills and set their fucking kids up for success, we wouldn't be in this position. But the problem like, is we do what we can now. It's you, always the parents. <laughs> the thing is with the parents for though. Especially sure. for people who don't have kids. The, but the parenting though, you look at, we can only do so much as a parent. You got to remember, we got the school system that teaches your kids. I'm uh, talking about our parents. Like, we, what skills did we have growing up? Like, I'm in sales. No, I moved out when um, I was 16. I don't remember because all I know is when the, my, my breakfast was done and my cereal was eaten, my mother told me to get the hell outside and go so play. So we're latchkey kids. Yeah. We're latchkey kids. We learned a lot, That's though. We learned street value, though, which was good for us. And unfortunately, right. these kids don't well, have street. A value. lot of parents do too much for their kids currently. Absolutely, it, I think there's a it, lot of of helicopter of parents. We could do better. There's or helicopter my, parents that are trying to like, like they're hovering over their kids and they're not letting their kids like struggle. Be, School, yeah, and teachers are afraid to let kids struggle. Yeah, a hundred percent because then they're they're going to be called well, out by parents and administrators for letting a kid. So behind. let's talk about that really quick because that's a problem too, right? Like, uh, an A is now like an eighty percent, right? Right. Uh, like, if you get an eighty percent on a score, that's still not an in a. my kids, but maybe. Well, that's fucking good. That's really good to hear. Like, the school system is broken. It's been broken. Like, we keep lowering standards. <laughs> now people don't have the skills. The participation trophies were not good for our society. Participation trophies, right? absolutely. <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking Garbage. about. So, like, there's a lot of things that are making the situation what it is today. It's not just the economy is bad. It's not just 
foreign investors coming in. Like there's a lot of reasons. Yeah, no, we're bad all around. We are. 100%. We're failing on all fronts right now. Right. All of them. That's, that's the point. And that's why the economy is bad. And we continue to just keep doing the same thing and electing the same people. And allowing the division happening. Here we go. This is where I'm going to get a little scared. We're having a division when a lot of people need to start waking up. And I mean this. We all need to start waking up. We're being divided by stupid shit. We're being divided by color. And people are falling for it. When back in the day, we didn't yeah. give two shits what you were. All we cared about was what kind of person you was. You are either a TikTok. You are either a dick. You are either good. You are either cool. We were separated in high school. We had our they stoners. Want you to be distracted by that stuff, so you don't pay attention to the division in class and all the other issues that are going on. Hey, right. hey, in high school, I was fucking friends with everyone. I was a football player. I smoked the dragon grass. Yeah. Everyone equally. Don't lie. I was you friends with friends. fucking everyone in high school. No, exactly. And yeah, I, I I wasn't set to a certain fucking side. I was friends with the unpopular kids. I was friends with the popular kids. I was right in the middle. Where you want you fucking kids to be nowadays? Right. No, you're friends with everybody, but they they still though. Remember in high school we had it. We had our stoners. We had you oh, had yeah, your gangsters. Yeah, you had your your jocks. You had you, you're all separated, and you don't really see that anymore. No. You, you pretty, I mean, you still got your jocks, but I, I'm not even sure if they're jocks anymore. No, now they're just pussies. I knew that was coming. They're soft. They're very soft. We, 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 we're raising a very soft generation. We are absolutely raising a soft generation. They're seeking comfort. They're not seeking discomfort, right? So like everyone wants to Netflix and chill. Everyone wants to go out and buy their Starbucks. Like, People are not doing the things that are setting them up to better position themselves for success in life. They're taking the comfortable road. They're not inflicting like the struggle on themselves in the proper way. So it's like they're getting too comfortable and then they're stuck in this fucked up situation and they don't know how to get out of it. Right, they but, never learned any skills. But here's another problem with our children. And, and this is a big one. We can train our kids Remember how we used to have our commercials on TV with an egg and the cr egg cracked and a fried? This is your this is your brain. This is your brain. All right, we had those commercial we kids. You know, we still didn't listen. But back then, when we were kids, there was nothing as like it is today. And unfortunately, that is another well, nowadays, problem. Nowadays, fentanyl's legal. That, Heroin's like it's right, legal. Be careful, Gary. Be careful. But yes, that is one thing that we have right now <clears throat> is we have that issue in our state, and we're allowing our politicians to legalize a lot of the stuff in certain states. For instance, your state just legalized every freaking one out there, didn't they? It's like I think three years or so ago, literally every type of drug was made. Uh, I don't know if it's legal or completely decriminalized, but it's to the point where if you jaywalk, you get a ticket, but if you're literally smoking crack in front of a cop, they don't do anything about it, but they'll give someone a ticket for jaywalking. Oh, no, like it, dude. It doesn't make sense. Like the, I got one even better, bro. I, I forget where the fuck it was in California when I was on Warp Tour, but it was... Uh, Fuck, where was it at? Where was it at? Where was it at? Um, it'll come to me once I'm done telling the story, probably. But, uh, dude, there was kids getting tickets for, like, smoking a cigarette or chewing yes. gum or spitting on the sidewalk. And, spitting like, on the sidewalk, yeah. 
Yeah. And like, we're like, what the fuck, dude? They're trying yeah. everything they could do to like fucking not have this show go on. So the dude for Warp Tour was like, hey, if you guys got one of these citations, bring it to the venue in California. The next one will give you a free ticket to the show and all this shit. Like, fucking stupid shit like that. Like, chewing a piece of gum you get a ticket for. Well, spit now, on the sidewalk. Right. And now you can drop a deuce in the street in San yeah. Francisco and Portland and Seattle. And that's. 100% okay. You can you can sh- take a sh- sharpie pokey object into <laughs> someone's skin and that's okay, but if you cross yeah. the street at a place where it's not designated to cross the street, you're a criminal. Like right. the system is it was, broken. It was in Irvine, California. Irvine. All right, let me do a quick thing real quick, you guys. Um, we got three people watching on all the social media platforms on the other ones other than TikTok. Please note the voices that you're hearing, they are live on TikTok with us. For everybody that's about ready to come on TikTok, please note that this is a live recording of a podcast. So if you're ready to speak and we're currently uh, conversating, please just do me a favor. Put your hand up. If you guys screaming, kids, please go to another room. But this is a live recording that is going on Apple and Spotify by tomorrow morning. But I will start bringing in people that are requesting because I do see we got a list of people that do want to talk on this matter. Uh, Tammy and Vicky, I'll bring you in. Kristen, I will wait to bring you in here shortly. So we're going to bring in Tammy and we're going to bring in Vicky as well. Uh, but yeah, so this is this is a big topic, right? Because this is big on everybody's uh, mind. But- oh. Mute it. Everybody <clears throat> One mute. thing. Yes. So I had to do a five-hour um, driving course because all of our insurance rates in New York have gone are going up fifteen percent. So my insurance agent told me to do the driving course. Okay, fine. So it lowers me ten percent. Anyway. In the course, there was a whole chapter about substance abuse when driving. And they were talking about like the narcotics, how it says the warning label says don't take it, makes you drowsy, blah, blah, blah. Talking about the alcohol intake for DWIs and blah, blah, blah. But yet somebody can be driving because it happened and the cop didn't do nothing about it. So if you're impaired driving, whether you're taking a narcotic for pain or you're drinking or you're smoking, if you're smoking, you're high. If you're high, you're impaired, but you're allowed to drive higher than a kite, cause an accident, and you get a slap on the hand. Make it make sense. I just don't agree. So, yeah, exactly. That's nonsense. It's gotten <laughs> ridiculous. It's gotten ridiculous. Right. I mean, Gary, Gary, what are your thoughts on that one? Look, when it comes to substance abuse, I've I've lived on both sides of this fence. You know what I mean? I've spent 20 years of my life in a fucking haze. So, uh, I don't I don't think it's great. I, it makes me really disappointed to see society completely decriminalizing substances, embracing the substance abuse. Um, I think it's, I think there's, I think there's a problem. I don't have a solution for it, but I know that there's a problem. There's a problem with everything being decriminalized and legalized and being readily available for everyone to use. You walk, I, I mean, I haven't been downtown Portland in a year and a half or so. Um, but I know last time I was down there, there were used syringes floating around the street. Um, there was people freebasing opioids. 
uh, in the street. Like it was, it was readily available. Like the city puts programs in to where they do an exchange. Like they say they're going to take your used sharps and then give you clean ones, but they don't take the used ones. They just keep giving out clean ones. And that's enabling. It's, it's, they're enabling the problem. And I don't, I don't think it's good for society. It's absolutely not, not good for society. Like I said, it used to be bad for us, right? I mean, they're, they're coming after stupid stuff too. Okay, so they're legalizing all this stuff, but yet they're attacking flavored tobacco products. Here's another oh. example, right? They're attacking flavored, flavored tobacco products because it's bad and they don't know what's going on. They want to ban all flavors, including menthol, the most generic one, because it's bad, but yet... They won't go if they're going after that because that's bad. Why are they not going after flavored alcohol? Granted, I don't drink anymore, so it's not a big thing for me. But think about that. Why would you go after this flavored, but you won't go after flavored alcohol when when teenagers who drink will more likely end up eighty six someone from either getting behind a wheel drunk or taking care of themselves because they don't know when to quit and they get alcohol poisoning. And they die from drinking. But yet, we're going to come after flavored tobacco, which, I'm sorry, but in the UK, they're now putting flavored tobacco shops inside of hospitals as a smoking cessation to... Yeah, Zach, you never knew, you never heard that? What? Yeah, there's uh, been three three hospitals in the UK that have now opened up uh, uh, vape shops. So Narcan is available so everywhere for free, but flavored tobacco is illegal. Correct. They're trying to ban it. There's a lot of states uh, like our in our state, in the state of Maine, they banned them in separate towns like the in the city of Portland. You can't buy flavors at all. Um, the state of Maine has banned you from ordering them online, so you can't get them. You have to pay. You have to buy them here and they've increased the tax on these. I think the tax on this is like a thirty seven point five percent tax. On these type of products. But if you want Narcan and free sharps. You can get just it. Go, just go downtown and they'll they'll hook you up. Yeah, our, our, our world has gone mad. Or here's another one. You can get Narcan for free. But I just lost a buddy of mine a few years back because he's diabetic. And you know what he couldn't get? His supplies. Yeah, his insulin. insulin. He couldn't get mm -hmm. his insulin because the cost of insulin on a kid who's young but works and cannot get approved for state medical. So unfortunately, he could afford it. Now, here's why I am going to bitch about the current administration. So sorry, TikTok and all social media platforms. The last president in office, I'm not going to mention names because that's how we get bananaed. The last president in office lowered the cost of insulin to make it affordable for the American people. The current president came in, hiked up that price again. Because he took away, he signed away the bill. So now it's costing more again. And now he's talking about how he wants to lower it so it can be on him. Oh, yeah. The same one that was all gung-ho over an ice cream stand instead of addressing <laughs> a school Piper, trauma. I'm sorry. Right? Well, here's a funny part. We're talking about the economy. You know how the economy is about ready to go up again? We're going to see gas hikes coming up here. Probably everybody will start seeing gas hikes in about 45 days. We just they, shut they down. They just shut down, I think, three to four more um, uh, pipelines up in Alaska. You know, I think one of that big, the bigger problems you're talking about the administration is that people don't pay attention to their local elections. 
This is a huge issue. Everybody wants to vote for president. Everybody wants to vote for their governor. But you know what? Who's in charge of your local issues? Your local leaders. Yep. Nobody pays attention to their city council meetings. Nobody pays attention to the to the local mayor meetings. Nobody pays attention to the city commission meetings or all of those things. And that's where all of your real estate laws are developed. That's where your you know, even if you're talking about vacation rentals here locally, like go to those meetings, your city is going to be what decides what's okay for those and what the taxes are on those and what can help curb those kind of behaviors. But you have to start by paying attention to what's going on locally and people only want to pay attention to what's going on on the big stage. Agree. What's that, Zach? Says she talks really fast when she's angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, she is right, right? Because your government starts locally and then goes up to the federal level, right? I think we had this discussion on a most recent uh, podcast where, where you want, or maybe it was in one of my videos. But Gary, I, I see like your brain's thinking over there. What do you got, Gary? What do you got Gary for us? Like he wants to right? fucking kick someone in the face right now, bro. Right. <laughs> no, it's like, so, I mean, I'm just thinking of the the changes that I've seen in my life. And, you know, more recently, these things have been sped up. Um, but I'm not like, I'm still very optimistic about America. I still think that we, the people still have the power for the most part. I still think our shitty situation is still better than a lot of other countries. That's why we have a problem. That's why people are breaking into our fucking borders, right? Like, people still want to come here. Like, I still feel like America is a pretty rad place to live. It's it's had its brighter times, and we're going through a fucking rough patch right now, but I'm still optimistic. I, like, I still see people out there having a good time. The people I still talk to are still great people, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's in a shitty situation right now. It's, it's got a bad knee, but I think it's still a rad place. I think we actually had two broken legs and here's my reasoning why. All right. So I'm going to get a, I will get a little bit more. No, I'm going to get a little more political over here because here's the problem. We have an administration that is trying to divide us right now. We have an administration yeah. that's separating us between our Republican or Democrat. If you're a Republican, you're considered a demon spawn and everybody is supposed to hate you and you're all MAGA, right? You're all MAGA no matter what. All right, so if you're a Republican, you're no matter what, you're MAGA. You might not even be MAGA. I've already told everybody who actually I'm rooting for and it ain't DeSantis or it ain't Trump and it ain't nobody from the Democratic side. I am actually looking into Vivek, um, but... When I'm looking at every all this aspect, we're being divided by our color. We're being divided by our political stance. From back in the day, we didn't give two flying fucks whether you're Republican or whether you're a Democrat. If we argued, we disagreed, it was great. We had to disagree and we left. But now you're being told that fam families are being separated because of this. Families are being destroyed. Friendships are being destroyed. Um, there's a lot more shit that's happened within our country. Now, when you're saying that we're not being broke, but here's the problem. When parents can't even go to a school board meeting to voice their opinions on how their kids are being educated, that's a problem. Parent, the government has told the school boards to notify the FBI of the situation because those parents are now being identified as domestic terrorists. If you go to the school board to speak that up against- That was a couple of years ago, right? That's No, no, that was last years year. Ago. That was no, last I'm saying year. that started a couple yeah, of a couple, years yeah. ago. Yeah, so like, 
Now, parental rights have been under attack for quite a while, though. It didn't start a couple of years ago. I mean, I've had multiple conversations over the years raising my kids where I've read articles about, you know, parents having their children removed from their home because they let their six and eight year old walk down to the park by themselves that was on the corner. And somebody subjectively decided that they thought that now the kid did the did the parents get the kids back? Yes. Was it still a traumatic event for the children, for the parents that was completely unnecessary totally. because it was someone's subjective opinion? Absolutely. Um, and I think that's been something that's that's been a, an ongoing um, cause that I have been battling for a long time. Right. No, and I agree. And, and it is parents are being attacked for their parental rights. And we'll go back to like back to the conversation I was having when we were younger. Look at how we were raised. We didn't have half the shit we see now, right? The way we were raised when I was in high school, I think Gary, you and I had this conversation before. When I was in high school, we had kids that pull up in pickup trucks with their shoddies in the back window, chilling in there. We didn't have these mass shootings. We didn't have people coming after pew pews back then. The only time they finally came after pew pews was back during the drench camp. Drench, uh, uh, fuck. What are the name of those kids there? What did they, who what? The Columbine, the Columbine incident. That's when. That's when they started going after that, right? During Columbine. Where was that, like 1996? I think so. They had 96 or 97 for Columbine. But we didn't have these issues back then. Parents didn't really worry about us too much. We, we knew what we were doing. We screwed up. We realized we screwed up. But our parents also was able to give us a whooping. I was, I was literally just going to say, if we stepped out of line, we could get our ass kicked. I mean, Nowadays, if you raise your voice to your kid, you have CPS at your door. I mean, there was moments when you and I used to sit at the dinner table, half-phased, trying not to contact with dad's eyes because we were freaking completely obliviated from freaking drinking with the guy at the old rehab place and smoking bees all day long. So, like... Oh, dude, my dad named his belt when I was younger, Mr. Blue. So if I got in trouble, he'd be like, Mr. Blue's going to come out later. I'd fucking run to the woods. <laughs> I wouldn't come back till his bedtime. When I came back, I thought my dad wasn't asleep. Nope, I'd be getting my ass kicked. <laughs> so KC Devil says he spent 15 years as a school cop. What's that? He had the paddle. See, I got the and belt. Our names, were, our names were on it. One, my, yeah, me and my I, sisters. See, I never got a paddle. I got the belt. I, I got the belt or bare hand. That or there was a twig. Like my mom had one, uh, one of her ex-husbands always had a twig. Switch. Yeah. Switch. And we'd have to go pick that one. And then if you would try to be smart and you grab a book to put the book in your rear hind and they found out, oh man, it was all over with. You got extra. Yeah. yeah, you got extra. <laughs> Casey over in TikTok says, Vicky got the paddle. I'm not surprised. Dude, I'm pretty sure that I forget what state it is, but I'm pretty sure that their teachers are still allowed to punish their the kids in school. I think it's Catholic teachers, aren't they? Catholic teachers, I believe. Yes. No. Yes, Only in I like was one in Catholic state, school. but it's not all Catholic school. What is it like, Arkansas? My kids are all in Catholic school, and I can tell you that is not the case here. <laughs> so I let me ask you that. Second grade. What's that? Second grade. I was in a Catholic school in Albany, and I was. I don't know. I think I said something out of line to the nun because she was the the teachers were nuns, and she took a ruler to the top of my hand because I said something when I wasn't supposed well, to in second grade. The KC down in the chat saying Texas still has corporal punishment in school. I'm thinking of Texas then. All right. It's just like just like Texas, they have the death penalty and they use it. Right. Maine does not. Someone, they're gonna kill you back. <laughs> That's their policy. 
We've had this conversation. This is one that Gary's kind of strong on as well. We, we, we've talked about the death penalty there. We've had some pretty... This is what I love about having an open panel because everybody has different opinions. I, I don't think you believed in the death penalty, right, Gary? Was this when I was liberal? Might have been. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm all about it. I think. <laughs> all about it. Yeah. All about it. I feel like... Uh, all about it. I feel like if you commit a crime where you took someone's life, you should get your life taken as well. So, Gary, when did that change for you? Uh... Uh, early in the last administration. I feel like if you uh, go to jail for a crime that involves children, then you should get the death penalty automatically. So Gary, as, as a liberal from the last administration, let me ask you this. Cause we are, we were, well, the podcast was titled financial, whatever, but I, I don't care where we're going with it now. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, during the last administration, would you say that you lived a little bit of a better life financially then than you do now during this current administration? No, nah, I make more money now. Trump 2024. <laughs> so, you, so you don't... I, I make more money now, so it's... So yeah. you make more money, and you, do you feel like you're at the same level? I don't understand that. What do you mean? Do you so I make... Right, you make more money, but are you still living the same lifestyle and having pretty much the same amount in your bank account? Like it didn't make a no, difference. I'm, I'm in a surplus right now for sure. I'm in a better position now than I was then. Okay, so it is. See, and that's the funny thing because we're having this conversation, but it is absolutely different for everybody. And that's what I'm saying. Like, so you know, my position is probably going to be different than a lot of people. Like, I'm, you know, my even my market. You and I talk about what I'm doing for sales and I fucking hate the people that I sell to, but it's an industry that has its ups and downs. And like during COVID we did better than we ever did before. And like right now we're in a slump, but I'm still doing all right. 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 Like I make my groceries cost, now, but it's, it's housing definitely that has, so I'm at the same position as I was. Right. Even though I'm making more money because my housing costs have doubled. Casey, he sells flooring, Casey. But no, I get it because like the way I look at it is I, I'm as a business owner perspective in this type of industry that I'm in, I've noticed that we, we are seeing a bigger financial cost. We, yeah, granted, after... after these stupid lockdowns that happened, we did lose a couple of clients, which also set us back. Um, but we've noticed the industries that we operate in are hurting and they're hurting bad. Some of the biggest industries hit after this is the restaurant industry. That restaurant industry took one of the biggest hits. Uh, gym industries are starting to come back. I'm noticing that slowly. The gym industry did hurt, but they're starting to come back slowly in our area. Um, but mainly fitness, the, I fucking wish the fitness industry would blow up. Like I, I honestly, but in wish, order for the fitness industry to blow up, people got to be able to make sure they got the roofs over their head. We were talking, you know, about being financially responsible. They got to make sure they got that roof over their head. Like I, like I was saying earlier, we have homeless people that are here that, that are in our city who have jobs. And that, I think if we really go back to the financial thing, I get it. The gym should blow up because number one, we should be worrying about our health. There's a song that just recently came up that pissed off I mean, a lot of people. Running, push-ups, squats, that's all free, right? I mean, just well, no, that, that general, is people should be taking care of their health. 
Agreed. It's not the fitness industry. That's what I'm talking about. I'm saying working out in a gym, paying for a gym membership doesn't mean you can't work out, but it is a luxury. If somebody has Hulu, if somebody has Amazon Prime, if somebody has one of those things, they can get rid of it. If someone's buying two Starbucks a month, don't buy those two Starbucks and spend that $10 at Planet Fitness. It, correct. You can spend it at Planet Fitness, but saving that $25 a month isn't going to pay for your increase of $2,000 a month in housing. So I think our, our biggest, so I, I give her Mick Phillips. So Mick Phillips bring up the cost of the housing industry that we're actually, we're really seeing here. And I'm not sure if you guys are seeing it out in Portland, Oregon, or whether or not. I mean, you guys have a shit ton of homeless people as well. Oh, the homeless is ridiculous here. Okay, so we do have a problem with, like McFiddle saying, people buying up houses and turning them into these multi-complexes and stuff like that, either Airbnbs. Um, there used to be a law, and I don't know if the law is still in effect, but they're supposed to take, like when they build these big buildings, a certain percentage of those buildings are supposed to be for people on Section 8. It's supposed to be rated on how much money they make so those people can get into that housing. And then the other was your normal uh, your normal rent. So, for instance, someone would rent out that place, $2,500 for you and your family because, you know, you don't fit that income. But for somebody else who fits in this income, their, their $2,500 would turn down to like $800. It was all income-based. But they're not. I don't think they're doing that anymore, really. We have that here. The difference is, though, like the requirements to be eligible for something like that means you have to be like desolate. Like, yeah, you have to be making nothing. And so those people who are actually qualifying have no encouragement to even make one dollar more because they're going to lose their house if they make a dollar more per hour. And the people who are, say, like, you know, making fifty thousand dollars a year but still can't qualify even to rent an apartment here, um, don't also qualify for that, that program because they make too much money. So that's a, that's a really big problem if you think about it. That's it's a really a big issue here in South Florida. I mean, it's, a, it's one of, I would say, like the biggest issue in all of Florida, um, but especially I would say Tampa, Orlando, um, you know, West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami, like those, those main metropolitan areas, it's a big issue here. So that, that's a huge issue. And then that goes back on a lot of the other financially that people should be able to get too, right? Um, but that some of the people don't qualify for that. So you get a family, we'll say, that's struggling, whatever, to feed their family. We see it all the time in our schools. Matter of fact, our school's now giving out, um, we got a thing in the mail saying that if your kids need it, check off on this box and we'll send them home with a backpack on the weekend so they can get food. Like they're, they're starting to do that because people just, they're having a hard time. And it's crazy and the housing market is one of the biggest problems that we are having uh oh where'd you go gary Did your phone die it's getting close <laughs> i would say mark too like i touched on it just a little bit but you know we owned a restaurant and we had an employee and this was years ago so this has been an issue for a long time the way our you know benefits and social social net is structured as we had an employee who was a rock star and we wanted to promote her we wanted to make her a lead wanted to like maybe eventually bring her into like assistant manager position but um she had benefits and she was you know her kids had like subsidized daycare and she had subsidized housing and even just making a little bit more so she had no incentive to do better because there was nothing to bridge that gap between doing a little bit better and being able to stand on her own two feet it's an all or nothing thing like you either qualify or you don't 
um, and she would have lost all everything. And so she had no no incentive to do better. And I think that's also a real issue we see, you know, across the country. No, I will agree to that because uh, I was I made a podcast a while back that you know that was one of the things my wife and I when we first got together we were on every like aid that we could imagine to our business built up to the point where we didn't need it anymore. And we're able to get off of it, but it is like, they control you when you're on that. Right. So when you're on these government assisted, um, stuff, they control your whole life. You have to check in every year. They got to check, check your financials and check all this. If you're over by, like you said, $2, just $2 over on that month, they'll either penalize you by taking away a certain percentage of your benefits at that time, or they'll tell you you don't qualify anymore. And that's one of the things like you were just saying with her. So uh, I know Gary's kind of trying to brainstorm. So let me, let me put it kind of put it in a perspective, Gary, let's just say Jane, Jane's working for McFiddle's restaurant, McFiddle them. Jane gets, we'll say $400 extra, $400 from state aid for her food stamps. She gets her main, her, her medical for her and her kids. Plus she gets $400 a month to help out. And plus she gets food stamps. Okay. no, We'll just say $400 food stamps. We won't even worry about Tana if she's with somebody. So she gets, she's getting $400 in food stamps, plus she's getting medical for her and her kids. Say McPhil and her husband hired, they want to give her a raise. They give her a raise, but it only gives her an extra $200 a month. So she makes that $200 a month. The state looks at that and says, oh, I'm sorry, Jane. So now that you're making that $200, we're taking away your medical and we're taking away your $400. Because now you're making over that amount. So now this poor girl's missing full-blown medical, which she'll have to pay for through her employer, which medical right now, as you know, Gary, is pretty fucking pricey when you go through a company. Um, and then she also loses that extra $200. So now she's essentially up a shit's creek and she's screwed financially. And because she makes that, we'll say she's in housing. Housing's going to look at this and go, ah, oh, shit. You get an extra 200 bucks. I'm sorry, but because of that, your rent's not going to go to full blown price. And we'll just say because of where she fell in that income bracket, we'll just say her rent was uh, $600 a month. But because she now qualifies over that, they're going to say, I'm sorry, your rent just went to $1,200 a month. So now her rent just increased an additional $600. So what they essentially did is they just put that poor girl out on the street because she was trying to do better to try to better her life to, you know, get out of the system. But because of all this, that went on a downfall. Now this poor girl's moving in with a vehicle with her kid and she's now homeless. And that that's is what the problem with our system. That's what happened. How'd you me. get out of that? I had applied and I have a kid who's autistic. So I was told to apply for the social security, apply for um, even the help with the daycare, all the different services. And I got denied because my boyfriend makes more money that I live with him, even though we're not married. And they denied me for everything. Because how'd you get out of that? How'd you get out of because that? Because of my son being autistic, they still denied me. And the only thing that I have that I does not cost me anything is the insurance. Cause the insurance is under me with all three of my kids. Right. That's the only one I still to this day don't have to pay for, but everything else I got denied, denied everything. Cause I make too much money. So Casey was saying his employee asked for a dollar cut. How did I get out of it? Well, see, I'm lucky and like some of the people that are in the system are. are Some of the people that are in the system are single, so they can't work two jobs or whatever. I got, we got out of it because 
we were a well, two-parent system, you know. right? We're, we're a two-parent system. That's how we were able to get out of it, right? We grinded because we were two parents involved. What I feel bad is for a lot of these single parents out there that don't have that, so they're unable to do that battle uh, because there's a lot of pe there's a lot of people out there. They also don't have that support system for the children. You got these single moms who got dads that just don't care, and the dads are not even there for their kids. So this poor lady's got her kids, and she's trying to work a job. She may have her neighbor watch those kids for those five or six hours while she's working, but she's got to be back. And the sad part is sometimes these people that she has watching her kids so she can make a little extra money might not even be people she fully trusts. And she knows that she's going to be back. Oh, shit, I got to be back before 6 o'clock because I know that that husband's going to be dead-ass drunk. And I don't know what my, what's going to be with my kids, so they're back. But unfortunately, they don't have... And, and that's a problem with our system on all spectrums and every walks of life. And it's really hard to get out of that. To this point and to Gary's point about, like, there's jobs out there and stuff, though, I will say, like, I grind. You know, I may be a single mom with, like, three kids... I'm complaining because I think it's ridiculous what's going on and, you know, where I live and, and what has happened in the last few years. Um, but I make it work. But it's not it. I mean, there's a cost to that. There's a, a sacrifice into time with my children, There's a which means that's going to impact my ability to parent them in a certain way. You know, that's going to impact them, you know, and how they turn out in life. Like there's there's a lot of costs associated with that grind. And I don't think it's something, while it's something that can be done, I don't know that it's over overly beneficial to us as a society to have parents who are spending 70 or 80 hours working and not bringing up their children. Zach, I seen you over there quite quiet, but you've been shaking your head. What you got, Zach? Oh, I'm, just, I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, this this is I, I love having an open forum like this because it does open up. We got everybody from every walks of life in here, which is great. Um, Gary, I, I I can see this thinking face on Gary. You can tell when he's got like this thinking, his brain's trying to work and figure out how to word certain things. Well, so, so go for it. I mean, it's we're we're going over a lot of the extremes, right? So there's they're not extremes, well, but the reality. Yeah, but they're people. the extremes. Like there's a spectrum of life. Like we have a lower class, we have a middle class, we have an upper class, right? That's just what it is. I don't That's, think we have that anymore. You don't though. think we don't we don't have a middle what do we not have? I think the middle class has been destroyed right now. But Our it still class exists. Is now the poor class and the high class is now the middle class. I can I can show you the numbers and statistics on this and I will after this show, but I think Gary your your information is incorrect. All right, but I'm saying my my information is my observation, right? So like I'm I'm seeing, like this is what I was talking with Mark about earlier today. Like I still see a lot of people going out. I still see a lot of people spending money. So I get that there's a lot of people who are struggling, right? There's a lot of people who are in really shitty situations and I'm not trying to downplay or dismiss that. My point is there's still a lot of people who are spending a lot of money right now. Like things are more expensive than they ever have been. And they shouldn't like, I'm not happy with the current state of things to be clear. Like I don't think in America, people should be struggling with the things that you guys are talking about. We shouldn't like the whole section eight thing, the amount of people that are, using that program 
should be so small that it's almost non-existent, right? Like that's the reality of the situation. Right. There's so many fucking people that need that and are leaning on that where it's really disappointing. Like we as a country are not supposed to be in this current state. We're just not. But I still see a lot of people out there spending a lot of money. I still see people buying fucking brand new cars. I'm seeing brand new cars on the road every goddamn day. So for me, I know that things are very tough for a lot of people. I've been in a situation not as bad as Mark. Mark, I have so much respect for Mark, and I've told him this a million times. I've seen this fool grind and come out of being dependent on the government, right? Sold the back of my neck. (laughs) <laughs> literally like i've i've been in situations where like i had neighbors when i was living in my cubicle apartment that i was talking about where like i had neighbors that had to like bring food for me cuz i couldn't afford food like i paid my rent and i paid all my shit but i didn't have money for food and like i had really fucking cool neighbors and they all pulled together some bread and a fucking half a gallon of milk and like people hooked me up like i've been there i know a little bit about what it feels like, right? Like I've been lucky enough to avoid having to like raise a family in that situation. So like my heart goes out to everybody that's dealt with that because that's fucked up. But there's still a lot of opportunity out there. There's still like, this is still America. Like there, I just, I am optimistic and I feel like there's still a lot of opportunity for people to get their shit into a much better situation. It's not fucking easy. It should be easier and there should be more resources, but my brother did it. Like I've seen people a lot smarter than him do it. Little jab, <laughs> little jab for you there. So it, you know what I mean? It's just, it's shitty. And I'm really sorry that people have to deal with that because it's fucked up. But you're grinding, right, McFiddle? Like you're grinding and you're getting your shit done. And it people are people can be relentless. People can get their shit together if they really fucking want to. And I've seen people get their shit together. It's hard. And we should have more resources. And this administration is legalizing drug use in the streets and they're doing shit ass backwards. It's not good. But I'm optimistic. I that's like Okay. That's kind of that's the point I'm trying to make. Like so, fucking people can afford a gym, people can afford these things. They just it's not they just have to sacrifice and they have to grind right now. It's just a shitty situation right now. But I'm really optimistic. I still believe in America and I still believe the future is bright. Okay, so I'm gonna let Zach McFiddle next. Zach, you were ready to say yeah, something? I'll shut up. No, no, I got you. I, I got a lot yeah. of people that want to say some stuff here. So I see where you're going. I've got words too. Zach, go for it. Do you have not? You have nothing, Zach. All right, Mick Fiddle, go. I'm just, I was eating snacks and listening. Oh, okay. I, you always like. I want to stuff agree with you. On the fact that, yes, I do agree that there is opportunity, and there is there is uh you know an opportunity to be optimistic. Like I think it's doable. Um, I think that one of the things that makes me optimistic is I think most of us, like the the majority of us, are starting to realize that the majority of us have the same concerns and the same ideals and the same goals, right? We all want similar things. And I think the more interactions we have like this, 
on TikTok and in other places where we can start to see like, oh, that person's different than me. That person has a different job. He makes more money. He makes less money. He's a different color. He's all of these things. But we all still want a healthy family. We all still need to provide groceries for our family. We all still want reasonable, um, you know, affordable housing. We still all have these same general, general concerns and we can find a, you know, way to work towards a solution together rather than focusing on the divisions that are being shoved in our face all the time. Okay. So I agree completely. If this TikTok fees goes down within the next five to 10 minutes, please note that we are live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, LinkedIn, and kick. With that being said, I think one of the biggest problems is we all need to agree that we we're fucking, whether we're left or right, we're not left or right. We're one. We're fucking Americans and we need to realize that we're fucking Americans. We need to act as such. We need to stop attacking each other. Uh, we do need to close our fucking borders and we do need to worry about our people on our own fucking soil before we worry about anybody else. And the reason why is we do have a drug epidemic here in the United States of America. Drugs are being put down to people's mouths, which is making them force fed to the government. When we allow people to live off the government for financial assistance and it's hard for them to get out of that and the government likes that because they control you when you are on government assistance programs and they love it. They also, for Gary's aspect, on the work and out aspect. Yes, they love it when you eat your Twinkies and all your fatty cakes that you can because why? Because when you are in that class, you're dependent on the government again because you're unable to work because you're unhealthy. So therefore you need their assistance to get back to work. But our problem is we need to come together as one and support each other instead of going after each other. We are attacking each other because we're left and right. Yeah, there's a lot of far left. There's also a lot of far right. It does go both ways. We do need to come to a middle of a situation and agree with each other. We do need to understand that it's okay to agree and disagree with people because that's all right. It's all right to agree and disagree. Who gives a flying fuck if you like Joe Biden? Who gives a flying fuck if I like fucking... Trump. God damn it. I couldn't even spit out his fucking name in time. Vivek. Yeah. Vi Vivek. I, love, I fucking love Vivek, man. I'm looking more towards him, but I'm still skeptical. I'm still researching him. But, but I'm telling you, we just need to stop this division. We need to stop allowing people to control us. We need to stop listening to mainstream media because unfortunately they're also controlling the freaking divide. They only want you to see the worst in things. They want, And unfortunately they're showing the worst on, the, on one side instead of both sides. If they actually start showing the worst on both sides, more people are going to be like, oh shit, why are they acting like that? They're supposed to be for us and then vice versa. But no, they're only showing one side. The media is your blind eye to everything. The media is holding you by a fucking leash and you're letting them control you. Stop letting that happen. Zach, you got some because I'm going on. Yeah. And Go for that's it. the reason I liked Trump when he was in office. He would call the fucking media out every goddamn time. And it was the funniest shit in the fucking world. He'd be like, no, I'm not taking questions from you. You're CNN, you're fake news. <laughs> but that's the problem though like it's not just CNN it's also Fox I'll, I'll gladly call out Fox as well it's every it's small podcasts like myself like Joe Rogan all these podcasts out there that are actually bringing information out that people really need to start opening up their eyes and go there's more than just my channel 6, 8, 13 Fox, CNN, MSNBC there's more out there Starting talking to your neighbors, even if you got a neighbor who's fucking kissy ass with fucking Joe Biden, talk to them. And I bet you guys are going to find out that you have some shit in common. And 
it's not just all this left and right bullshit. You got shit in freaking common. Just talk to your freaking neighbors. Talk to your boss. And if once you guys disagree with something, great. Have that conversation. We disagree with this. How do we fix this? We have a problem in our border, right? We got a lot of people coming over. Yes, a lot of finances going to these people that are crossing the border. How do we fix this? There is a way to freaking fix it. Unfortunately, our government's not focusing on that because they're focusing on attacking each other. The left is attacking the right. The right is attacking the left. Instead of saying the same, oh, shit, we got a problem in the fucking America. Let's take care of our own first. There's a reason why our men and women who went over fucking seas and died for our fucking flag. But unfortunately, their deaths are going to fucking vain because our country's gone to shit and we're not taking care of our own right now. We're taking care of the fucking foreigners. We're putting money overseas when it should be put over to American people. We're putting money over to a freaking bullshit war when it should be taken care of over here to the American people, helping them get the house than they need, but unfortunately, our uh, okay. Anybody else want to take over? Please, please, far get it, banana. Please, anybody take over. You did some like pretty good, like circular breathing right dude, there. That dude, was all I, one, just yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, that's solid. I've been censored for too long, and that's the other fucking thing. We're fucking censored. Nice. We got to be careful on how we talk on this app over here on TikTok. We got to be problem how we talk on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Hey, I was going to say, it's more than just TikTok. We're, we're, we're too scared to speak our mind because we're censored. And they don't like it when we speak our mind. Because what happens when we speak our minds? We realize, oh, shit, I agree hey. with you. Hey, can someone send Mark a duck? Shut him <laughs> the fuck up. I agree with you. You know, there's a problem with that. We need to stop being censored because when we're not censored, people will go, oh shit, wait a minute. I agree with you. I don't agree with you. I agree with you. That's the fucking problem. They don't want people to agree with each other. They don't want us to hear each other because if we start hearing each other, we start agreeing with each other. Guess what? We're greater together, but we're worse when we're divided. When we're divided, they control us. When we're together, they don't fucking control us. They got to remember. United we stand, divided we fall. They like if we were still reciting that every freaking morning, maybe people would remember it. They got to remember the reason why we pay our tax dollars. They get, oh, okay. Let's go. <coughs> Gary, how are you? I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'm good. <sighs> how are you? I'm good. <laughs> oh, All the AI. So I think we've. Tonight, huh? This has We've all been one heck of a podcast. <laughs> What's We've up? been conditioned to be to a point where if we disagree with uh, something that somebody says, that we have to like not like that person. And I think that's pretty dangerous, right? Like we can every so like I was talking about that. I can't remember who I was talking with this about, but it's like if you have how many kids do you have? Who here? You y'all have kids, right? Y'all have a, a few kids, three kids, three kids. How fucking hard is it? To just keep your family all on the same page. Hard. If you got three, like it's pretty challenging. Right? Everybody's like, unique. Have, like everybody's a different person, right? Some people like the game. Some people do sports. The They're all different. Some people like pasta. Some people want meat. Like it's hard, right? That's only a house of four or five people, six people, right? Then you have America, three hundred and sixty <clears throat> million morons all doing different shit. It's really complicated to keep everybody on the same page. You can't do it, right? So we have a weird, goofy two-party system, and it's like it's drawing this really interesting divide where if you're on one side or the other, 
you're the other side is the enemy. And it shouldn't be like that. Like we kind of need both sides to work together. When's the like, last time you've seen an independent win? I don't think I don't think they can. Like what? I feel I mean I'm not They can, but they can't because they they left and right would fight against that independent. And that was like, the well, problem so what with we Trump. Have? We have the DNC and the and so we have the Democrats and the Republicans. Right. You're not. You can't even be a part of either one of those debates. Thirty-seven second, which is bullshit, right? They have, which is kind of weird. Like I feel like, in like I like the 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 Republican convention talk that was like a couple weeks ago or whatever. I can't even remember. It's two hours long. You have 11 dipshits up there all trying to like get their points across. It's like you need to have a week dedicated to every one of those people or you need like a day dedicated with three hours one-on-one with the moderator and that person for them to get out their their points, right? Like all they do is talk shit to each other. They're not talking about real issues. When I was a kid, we did this. Like, DeSantis doesn't know what he's talking about because he lives in fucking Alligatorville. And it's like, just stop talking shit about each other. And, like, here's an issue. There's a bunch of people on Section 8. Let's get them off of this fucking program. What is your plan to do that? Right. How do we fix it? How do we fix the problem? What's the problem? What's the solution? What do you guys think of Katie Porter? I don't even know who that is. She's a she's a representative out of Southern California. I'll be the first to say she's a Democrat. And I I was very skeptical. She's unbought. She is fearless. She's the one that goes into Congress with her whiteboard. Have you guys seen you guys? I have not. I have not seen her. She is amazing. She uh, she just lets everybody, you know, she asks the right questions and lets them make themselves look like an idiot. It's great. I'm telling you, she's, she's, you should look into her. And that's where I'm saying, like, with the whole, the party thing, like people have it. So in their head, like I'm Republican, I'm Republican, I'm Democrat, I'm Democrat. Like I can't look to anybody else. And I think we need to wake up and just start looking at who makes sense, who makes sense, who's trying to solve a problem and who's just talking about themselves. Right. Well, look at RFK. Look at when he pissed off his party, when he was talking about the and, uh, and and he started calling him out for what it was bullshit. They attacked him. They attacked him, and then they went, they wanted to remove him from the floor. So there there is there is and uh, it's gonna hurt me to say this. There are some good Democrats out there, but the problem is we've got yeah, far a very very far left people right now who are controlling our government. And Gary, you said this before, the current guy who's sitting in office, I will be careful saying his name, he's not running the shit. He's not. He's got a puppeteer and they're and they're over there with their little strings puppeting him. That's the last press conference I just watched where he talked about the strikes. He literally came out, said what he had to say about the strike. As the reporter's ready to ask questions, he about faced and walked right out the freaking door. Like, didn't answer any freaking questions because they tell him to. Because why? Well, because if he does, he's going to talk about how great his freaking ice cream was and how he almost lost his cat and his Porsche in a fire. Or, or we can just see him face plant like he does every fucking time. Oh, man. Right. I mean, yeah. that, it's horrible. 
I mean, my position, like with the whole president thing, is like presidents are just PR. They like are. they're not they're not in charge. Like the military is in charge. The three letter agencies are in charge. These people are in the office four to eight years. At, so when you get elected, you disappear for two weeks and they fill you in on this is what's really going on and you're going to do what we say. And that's that. And whoever those people are, you know, could be BlackRock. It could be the WEF. It could be a lot of other people. It's definitely the president is PR. And, you know, even with Trump being in there, like kind of breaking the mold and calling everybody out. It's, he still wasn't even in charge. He was taking, like he's making a decision right publicly, but he's being fed information from the high ranking military officials. So he's being told what to do. And then he gets to like make a decision. And it's like all the poster child, fortunately, are they're just PR. They're just the, they are the face of the nation. And that's one of the reasons why I will say why I'm looking at Vivek as if he can get on the board, because if, if he can do what he says, now, mind you, I'm big thing. If he can do what he says, I would love to see some of these three letter agencies be brought down to their knees and broken down the way he says how you can do it. And I guess, and the way he worded is he can do it, but there's a certain way he does it. He explained it out. Everybody look it up on a podcast. There is a podcast out there telling how he can actually break down the FBI. And I agree with him. The FBI should be broken down because it's absolutely, where's my sensor button? It's the FBI is. So, <laughs> um, you know, and the same with the CIA. Yeah, they're corrupt as well. Mm-hmm. What about um, Scientology? Those guys are great, right? Zach loves Scientology. I think Zach said he was going to join them. Uh, I I think- just went, hey, Gary just made me go from six to midnight talking about that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zach said he was going to join Scientology. Oh, well, he's got to figure it out somehow or another. Right? But no, yeah. I, I think we do need to look at bringing somebody in other that's other than Republican or other than Democrat. Hell, I would love to bring somebody in young. Hey, what? Speaking of Scientology, oh, fuck. With, here you go, Gary. Nothing, nothing to do with what you're talking about, but Danny Masterson that was on that 70s show that just got sentenced to 30 years to life in prison. Yeah. He yeah. was head person in Scientology. Really? Crazy, right? Yeah. Interesting. But now, fuck, now you threw me off, Zach. <laughs> yeah, what so I was trying on. to say is, no, I'll tie it in. Okay. You were talking about Vivek trying to break, break right? Apart saying how we agency. should have somebody young too come into office instead of these eighty and ninety year olds that are going to fucking oh, yeah. croak soon. For sure, for sure, there should be there should be there's ageism in the the regular workplace, so there should be ageism in the fucking and we should uh, p- political leadership, right? right? And we like should also limit. There should be there should be a cutoff point where you are somehow not in charge of shit. Aged anymore, out, right? just like Foster. Well, not only just aged out, totally, but like totally. for our Senate for our Senate and stuff like that, they should only see that our presidencies can have eight years. So I say that we should give them sixteen. That allows them to go through two different presidencies and then boot them out. You say less? No. You say less than sixteen years? That's I think that's a lot. You think 16 years a lot? You think they should have be eight years just like the presidency? I think, yeah, I think the max should be the same. Maybe they should overlap. 
whatever and you you start over checks make sure they can do their job properly oh, I'd love for those motherfuckers to have subjective. to pass a physical they should be able to yeah. run a fucking physical. six minute okay. mile we, you they, they should but then again you got what is it fat fat who just sat there and collapsed multiple times, also in the it hospital because be, he was a little shouldn't be involved and at all. he's still in office and he shouldn't, shouldn't be. But why is he still in office? Because if he gets removed, a Republican gets put in his replace and they don't want that. They're too worried about their numbers. That's why we need to figure a way, number one, to put independence in there. Because could you imagine what an independent, someone who's not left, not right, could probably do for America? Who How they could possibly... I don't think country. it has anything to do with that. I think, I think it has to do with who are they beholden to? Where is the money? Follow the money. Where's their money coming from? Right. Who, what promises did they make to what lobbyists? And that's the problem. That's Lobbying in itself is, should be fucking criminal. It should, it should, be, should be illegal. You shouldn't that's take any money from pharmaceuticals. You shouldn't take any money from uh, Microsoft. Like none of it no, should come from it, big it, oil, big done. tech. None of it. Like it should be 100% grassroots from the people corporations shouldn't even be listed as entities like there's some weird Especially shit with social media now like they have I'm a sorry? platform you can reach people right yeah you can reach anybody like well, anybody you can reach a hundred million dollars to reach people on tiktok no if you got something to say and people want to hear it you can reach them as right. long as you're not you know and in you trouble with tiktok and we're not censoring. <laughs> right, exactly. And you talk about pharmaceuticals, that's another problem in America. We need to stop advertising on pharmaceuticals on TV. We are only one out of two countries that allow that to happen. We're drug peddling in America, and it's crazy. And then it's funny, you're like, when, when you watch these drug commercials, dude, at first you're watching, you're like, oh, that sounds good. And all of a sudden it starts saying it causes anal bleeding and possibly death. You're like, oh, death. fuck. The side effect is death. <laughs> I will deal with my arthritis, thank you. Like, <laughs> But yeah, we, we need to stop promoting pharmaceuticals. But then again, it goes back to money, right? They're paying a shit ton of money to the media. They're paying a shit ton of money to our government. Hence the reason why the uh, got pushed out so damn fast. I wonder how much money played into that. You know, that was Trump's Operation Warp Speed, though. It is always money. Hey, I'm back. Did I just hear anal bleeding? <laughs> You did. No, we were talking about pharmaceutical beating. Yeah, <laughs> that's Amar, That's next week's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Zach. We're gonna use you as a guinea pig. We got somebody coming over to your house to demonstrate for us with you. Well, I mean, we just do, we just use Sully. He gets that every night. <laughs> oh, oh man. But no. Well, I do have a topic I want to talk to you about after this, uh, this is over. That we can probably do next week. Gotcha. I mean, we're rocking about an hour and 20 minutes. And if we can go on, I, I'm about to get banned. So we should probably call it good here soon anyways. Because, yeah, I can get myself in trouble really well with this. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I'm going to open up the board to anybody with final words tonight. I haven't done final words because I don't typically do political podcasts anymore. But tonight felt, I don't know, I felt... Special to do one tonight. Gary, <laughs> you got final words? Uh, I mean, I can just reiterate what I was saying earlier. I think I think there's a lot of areas where America needs to do better. Um, but I'm really optimistic on the future. I think it's really in a fucked up spot right now. There's situations that need to be drastically improved, especially for people who are in hardship. But I think there's a lot of opportunity, and I think things will get better. 
Zach? I agree with Gary and always wipe front to back. Hey, that's great advice. Meg Fiddle. Pay attention to what's going on around you. Pay attention to your local elections. That's where it starts. That's where you're going to make a difference where you're at, at your home. That's where it starts. Um, that's where they request federal money. That's what they look for the programs that they want, um, you know, the federal government to support. So start with your local government. Vicky. I, I agree with Gary. I just hope that my kids have a better future ahead of them than what is leading up to it as we speak. And stop breaking your toes. <laughs> I haven't done it since. <laughs> All right. For everybody else on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, LinkedIn, Kicked, as well as Apple, Spotify, and any other place that you may be listening to this podcast with. Want to thank everybody for tuning in. Please remember to always go out and talk to your neighbors. There is more to this world other than your electronics. I, I myself got to take my own advice. Um, you know, there is a big world out there and uh, we're, we're unfortunately letting the media, our social medias and everything else control our lives when there's more out there. And that might also be a problem with our mentals up here. So folks, open up to you, open your freaking eyes and uh, stop being divided. Stop letting the media, stop letting the government divide us. And uh, let's try to get fucking united again. With that, I'm out of here. Hope everybody has a fantastic night. Here we go. <clears throat> You've been listening to the Mark G Show. You may know them from their political commentary, but there's a lot more to the fellas than politics. And that's why we created this show. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But until then, make sure to reach out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, at The Mark G Show. And to email the show, it's on air at themarkgshow.com. Take care, and we'll see you next time on The Mark G Show.